0: In a post-secular culture, that is, in a culture that has embraced secularism as ours has, but is now in search of its spiritual voice, the familiarity with particular theological ideas has been degraded. There are words and ideas we use in our language but struggle to explain when pressed to express what they mean to us. While certain ideas have become well-worn and familiar topics in the pulpits and podcasts—loving oneself, justice, forgiveness—other topics have almost completely disappeared from progressive religious discussions—topics like atonement, sin, and grace. Part of this, I believe, stems from the progressive point of view which espouses a belief that we can change our world that through concerted effort we will have an impact on our communities, that they will become safer, healthier, more loving, more giving. Our key is our agency, the source of power is our potential, the transformation is ours to realize. We have embraced an ethos that tells us that prosperity and upward social mobility is achieved through hard work. It is your commitment, your willingness, your action that will bring you happiness. Spiritual values like grace have fallen out of favor because we want to believe we are able to solve our own problems, perhaps with the help of friends or a therapist, but ultimately either we do it or nobody does it. The idea of grace is viewed as an outdated, outmoded idea of a fearful and limited people, and perhaps in some cases this is correct, but I think there is more richness to the experience of grace than we give it credit. The concept of grace is that we are given a gift by God that is unearned, which lifts us beyond the limitations of our own agency. This is not a gift we can give to ourselves. In certain circles, more Calvinist in bent, grace is defined as unearned and undeserved, but I am not moved nor interested in the idea of humanity as sinful. I do believe in sin. I do believe there are things we do which violate our spirit, which violate the living experience of God, which violate the sacredness of our being. These are actions, not something inherent to our nature. I understand the discomfort our culture of agency has with the concept of grace— Time and again it has been used as a psychological and spiritual weapon insisting we are so low and so creepy we can only experience salvation through the generosity of a capricious God. This understanding of grace has done so much harm to humanity and by extension the planet. And rightfully, people have rejected this God, this spiritual abuse. And... Sometimes we do need help being lifted out of our limitations. Sometimes we find ourselves trapped in patterns that hurt us and others, and the repeated appeals to our agency lie helpless and anemic before our compulsions. We get confused and frustrated when we find ourselves, once again, wondering how we got to this familiar, unhappy place. We read the right books and we take the right classes, believing that education will end the suffering we experience and the suffering we witness. We have invested so much in our culture of agency that it feels like a betrayal to our intellect to ask for help, so we leave God and grace out of our vision for the transformed world. While I believe strongly in education, I no longer believe we can educate people out of suffering. Personally, I experienced the dark night of the soul where I looked at the thinking and behaviors that were no longer serving me and felt powerless before them. I knew I didn't want them in my life, but my compulsions were stronger. I could not reason my way out. It was only when I asked God for help, when I asked for something greater than my own agency to enter my life, that I experienced relief and transformation. The release from the compulsions was grace, an unearned gift, freely given. This experience is hardly unique to me. You have your own compulsions you'd like to be released from, and as a culture it is not hard to identify the behaviors we compulsively engage in that wreak havoc on our society and our world. We have broken our vows a thousand times. Agency has not worked but we still do not want to ask God for help. Who is this God who would help me anyway? We live in a world of accusation and irresponsibility. All around us we see people indicting one another for the suffering they feel. We have prisons full of people because as a culture we are desperately trying to isolate the illness of our society by locking the so-called bad elements away. The only problem is we can never lock up enough people because that is not where the problem lies. Simultaneously, our bookshelves overflow with essays on how to find forgiveness. In an age of agency, forgiving sounds like an action. But if we know anything about forgiveness, it happens at its own pace, in its own time, and it has nothing to do with our agency. We have willed ourselves to forgive so many times over so many years, and it resolutely defies our agency. And then one day we say, please, just take this from me. I don't want it anymore. And we begin to forgive. We are not so helpless and so fallen that our salvation depends on the judgment of God. God has no judgment. God does not have the capacity to judge. The creative force only wants to be with us, to move through us, but we must be willing to embody this force, to make room in our lives to be transformed. Rather than saying, I will transform my life, how might our relationships change if we said, please transform me so there may be more healing and forgiveness in the world? We see the compulsions all around us, compulsions that will soon make it very hard for human beings to survive on the planet. Are we going to reason ourselves into a solution? I don't believe so. Can we spiritually prepare ourselves for grace to spread through humanity, beginning with us? Yes. We do have a role But part of that role is being willing to be transformed by the Spirit, asking for help. The age of agency has done so much for us, but it will not solve some of our biggest issues. So may this new era be marked by an age of relationship with God, not as domineering judge, but as partner who can do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Thank you for listening to this meditation. You can find a written version of it on my website at com slash meditations. Who are the people in your life who would enjoy and benefit from these meditations? Pick one. Send them a link. Maybe start a conversation with your experience with grace. How it entered your life. How you were transformed. Ask them if anything similar has happened to them. The spiritual journey isn't something we need to do on our own. It feels so much richer when we have traveling partners. And I hope you will join me again next week.